So in the course of this uh, week or so, just um, trying to provide some refreshers, reminders, outlines that um, hopefully the Sangha and committed people will be able to pick up and follow through in their own time over the next few months in Vasa and check it out, get firm in it see what really works and uh, get the results. So naturally with this I'm quite keen to um, align these teachings to what I see in the Sutta Pitaka. Because this is as close as we're going to get to what the Buddha taught. Uh, scholars do say some of it seems to be coming from rather later you know, various editions, but if you look at the broad, you know, Sutta references, you see this thing occurs in several places, then the likelihood of this was the main, this is the gist of what he meant, and what he was talking about, and that's as good as we're going to get it. <laughs> the rest of it, we just got to see how it works for ourselves. But, I would overall, you know, the opportunity to get back to basics and also suggesting the other day basics is a pretty natural balance the eightfold path root of a tree sitting upright breathing in and out walking up and down yeah it's you know it's a focus but it's not esoteric it's not some attitude, it's just natural. Uh, I think that's the beauty of it. It comes from the forests, nature, and uh, it means the mind, in a way, needs to learn to relinquish a lot of its, well, bad ideas, and even some of its good ideas to just uh, listen up to what nature is about natural balance state is about because the natural balance state itself isn't so normal these days um, basically people are often extremely pressurised or imbalanced you know, overactive and then crashing out stressed uh, full of, full of uh, head full of stuff going on so this uh, efficacy of mindfulness of body, I don't think, can be underestimated. Just to get grounded, steady, stable. Walk at the body's rate, not at the mind's rate. Breathe at the body's rate, not at the mind's rate. Don't meditate like you're going to, to work to get some results, be productive, but meditate like, like you're a tree, you know, just or the sun rising, opening, sensitive, 
something, you know. It's a steady presence. So I'd like to first of all just do backtrack a little because I recognize that uh, when I was saying yesterday there was a mental slip <laughs> in that, in that when um, talking about walking, when you walk naturally, in other words, not just the march to get somewhere, but actually feeling the flow of walking like you're going for a stroll, uh, you'll find that uh, there's a lot happens around how the body is a light, very light, natural swing to the body's gait. It's not a strut, it's not a rush. And this has occurred through the uh, flexion in the hips and waist, whereby when the left shoulder comes back, the left leg goes forward. And it's a turning. And if you notice that, that provides quite a pleasant fluid structure. And it's fluidity of structure is nature. By and large, human beings create these rather rigid, abstract structures. Time, hours, minutes, uh, you know, abstract and rigid. An hour is exactly 60 minutes, nothing more, nothing less. Um, Fluid structures and nature. Bodies of fluid structure. It bends and shifts, its energies come and go. Breathing is fluid, it flows in, it flows out. It's not a metronome, it's not an automatic thing. The mind needs to learn then to be sensitive to these flows and changes. And how is this sensed? What happens to attention, our attention, our intentions? Intention is to be sensitive, receptive, not jump to conclusions, not race on to the next thing. That's the primary thing, our intention. One has a single purpose in mind. This is the real meaning of ekagata, having a single aim. That which you see is the highest. And, uh, and how is your attention? Now in the Satipatthana we can see we give our attention not to one thing but to many things. Breathing in, breathing out. Walking, standing, sitting, stretching, reclining. Eating, scratching, urinating. Different kinds of feelings. Many, many objects of attention. And yet, what's the overall intention? It's recited repeatedly contemplates the body as a body internally, externally, internally and externally. By its contemplating the body, its arising factors, its vanishing factors, its arising and vanishing factors, or else mindfulness that there is a body is simply established in him to the extent necessary for bare knowledge and mindfulness. And he buys independent of clinging to anything in the world. And so a book called Bias contemplating the body as a body. But there's certainly a focus, a mode there. Mm. What's it doing? 
It's actually simplifying whatever a body does. Right? Have you sensed that as something you witness as happening there or something you feel happening? You're in it. Whatever it is, however you sense that, those factors are factors. Not a person. What are these factors made of? Sensations with their feelings. Sensation is the contact impressions. Feelings are qualities of disagreeable or agreeable that arise with that. Arising, these arising, or they're subsiding. And through that, so you've simplified it. Most simple, there is a body. The movement's towards simplification. Similarly, when uh, we look at more details at a particular theme, such as the mindfulness of breathing, so it's just as a skilled turner or his apprentice when making a long turn understands I make a long turn. Making a short turn understands I make a short turn. So breathing in long, one understands long breathing. So um, we're talking about is turning a piece of wood on a lathe. So you just know this thing is turning long or turning short. This is not in a point on the, on, in the body, on the breath, but an attention to the process of breathing in and out. And what can you discern? The underlying factor in that, a rhythmic flow, sensations, I'd also suggest energies. And particularly um, as an experience, you, you probably can find that the, as the breathing quiets down, sensations get less, energy gets simpler, brighter, steadier. This occurs even as we see the instruction experiencing the whole body. Actually the word experiencing is pati sangwedi, which means something like thoroughly, fully feeling, sensitive to the entire body. Breathing in, breathing out. Now, so what's happening? Do you review every detail of your body or just the entirety, the singularity of a breathing body, which is this simple expansion and subsiding. And the flow. Go to the whole body, you feel expansion, subsiding and brightening, cooling, energy entire body. Now it may be of course be the case that you don't 
you don't build your entire body, but then that's uh, that's what you have to practice with. Waking your bits up, not getting locked into particular areas, dealing, of course, with sensations and feelings that arise. Now, this again is where, in the second foundation or establishment of feeling, body is very significant. It's uh, two bases of feeling, a feeling that comes physically, feeling that comes psychologically. A physical feeling is perhaps one of our early um, struggles, discomfort, physical pain. And what does that do? It means you find yourself riveted to this sensation in your knee or your back or your leg or somewhere, and it gets intense, and you're struggling with it. And you're trying to make it get more comfortable, and you fidget, your mind gets agitated. You start trying to push it away, mind gets forceful. Then you try to find some way you could get it more comfortable, mind gets agitated and forceful. Skillful mind states are lost. One can feel oppressed or negative or whatever. Now if you instead focus on the entire body, the mind comes out of being locked onto a particular area, expands its attention to include the entire body. If you do that, you notice it's very difficult to really get hooked on any particular sensation if you are aware of the entire frame. Lightly speaking, you know, the top, the bottom, the back, the front, the sides, and the rhythms of the breathing within it. So just that takes you out of that particular... Mind attention with attention is locked onto acute feelings. Strong feelings. And the interesting thing with awareness of the body's entirety is it's very focused, it takes quite a bit of mindfulness, it takes effort to, but the effort is to resist being pulled into a particular area. And the effort is not to ignore that, but just to see that or experience that as part of the entirety. The mind is therefore not obsessed with this physical sensation. It can be if you sustain that focus and instead begin to draw your attention to breathing in, breathing out, then you get this experience of thoroughly sensing the bodily formation, kaya sankara, and calming the bodily formation. Bodily formation, not the most easy term to get a handle on, kaya sankara, but um, 
essentially it's bound up with uh, breathing in and out and it's you could see it's, it's look at it in two ways it's obviously breathing out is formed by a body then of a physical body it doesn't happen it's formed so it's even formed momentarily by the pushing in the belly the opening in the chest you know, that forms the breathing if that doesn't happen you don't breathe so the body forms the breathing by gently squeezing muscles and relaxing muscles and in this automatic way it also means that that experience of breathing out forms your here and now impression of a body the expansion of vitality through the body gives you this reference if you focus on it, you stay with that and that impression is rather positive it's bright, it's clean, it's uncongested, it's steady vitality sweeping through the body and then giving, bearing that in mind attention is not focused on the on discomfort in the leg or the back and the body begins to relax and some of those discomforts will pass away as the body's <laughs> resets itself releases its tension and some of it you just won't really even notice it's not that strong you won't even notice it and this is a way in which uh, um, you know, we deal with this propensity of the body to feel uncomfortable bodies do this they're always going to do it. It gets more difficult in some respects. And yet, you know, the Buddha himself said, you know, if I'm not in this meditation state, this body is just miserable. He's 80 years old. It's just difficult to keep it going. But I can get into a meditation state where this disappears. So this is one of the, you know, practical... <laughs> very practical uh, benefits of meditating go to the whole body quietening bodily formation now you can translate that bodily formation as nervous system nervous energies which make us jangly tense, uptight uh, to something that's soft and smooth clearly they didn't have a word for nerves in those days because presumably the anatomy that they had from looking at dead bodies you probably wouldn't have seen a nerve it's too fine they could certainly feel them so this this energy this sensation field this energy field that's carrying sensations and pressures it's not just sensations that come from contact outside there's obviously sensations that come just from digestion processes from bodily warmth blood rate, pulses there's even sensation or energies that come to do with tension, balance ease and this is where it gets quite significant is some of those experiences are psychologically induced we panic get depressed, get angry then our bodies start to heat up 
get tight, get tense. This is where the feeling, the experience of feeling, starts to move between the bodily base and the mental base. And if we begun to practice with the bodily experience of feeling, then you've got a tremendous uh, reference and guide for dealing with mental feeling, which although may sound more trivial, the bodily feeling is actually much more profound and much more intense. Depression. Sadness, bereavement, fear. Feeling is this push, isn't it? Push. And then what arises out of that is the creations, the sankharas, this word again, citta sankara, volitional pushes, volitional reflexes, volitional urges, tangles, complexities. And this mixture referred to in the Hannibal Sutta as Papancha Sanya Sankara, which is the proliferating tendencies of perceptions and formations. In other words, they call it escalating emotional stuff, which builds up, proliferates, and it stays there. And some of it um, can be very deeply embedded, we remember things, we have trauma, we have stuff which just comes and th- throws people around from some memory, some thought, some attitude, very strongly felt, often to debilitating extent. By and large people abuse their bodies, drink drugs, or require medication, or kill themselves because of mental feeling. And the sanya sankara that comes from that. So when we've come into the mental feeling, you know you really need a resource to handle that. The passion and excitement that comes with pleasant feeling, the greed and the eagerness, the rush to have more, and obsessive addictions and lusts and craving and demanding that comes with pleasant feeling, and the despair and misery, oppression, negativity that comes with unpleasant mental feeling. How we can create a world of misery out of unpleasant feeling. And what is it based on? Perceptions. She doesn't like me. Nobody likes me. I can't do it. I'm a failure. My life is a waste of time. I have to do so much. I'm overworked. I'm stressed out. They always ask me to do more. I can't make it. I don't have time. To I can't. It's too much. I'm overwhelmed. And it's not funny. 
when it's happening to you, it's not funny. That perception doesn't mean it's a fantasy, it's a real enough experience. How do you release that since it's likely that somebody doesn't like you? You know, it's not unusual. <laughs> and you, you are not getting exactly, the, exactly what you want, that's not unusual. And you are tired, that's not so unusual. And so on and so on and so on. So how do you deal with this? How do you get out of the emotional overwhelm with that? Feel, you can try to block the feeling, or go into feeling the feeling and feeling it in the body. Which doesn't proliferate. So, feeling is feeling, pleasant, unpleasant. And realize, to be straight about it, unpleasant feeling is part of life. There has to be room to accommodate unpleasant feelings, since it's going to happen. No matter running, shield, shielding, doping, sleeping, and so on, it's going to take one away from unpleasant feeling. It's going to happen physical and mental. So be straight, realistic about it. How do you handle it? Without just being trapped and pinned down. You've got to learn somehow or another, and the benefit of this uh, training is there is a, an understanding of feeling and how to discharge the pressure unpleasant feeling. It comes through awareness and mindfulness in the body as a great resource. In fact, we recognize, well, what one can save in all this, we can't stop feeling, we can stop Sankara. We can stop the mental turmoil. We could stop the mental impressions. We could stop that stuff that keeps creating it again and again, blaming so-and-so, feeling fed up with this and that and the other, and feeling trapped by it all. We could stop that. We could stop the victim. And the accused, those who've done me harm, not listening to me. So we could stop that. Because this is purely, however realistic, however much evidence you can have to the contrary, or to prove all this is true, where is it happening in your heart? You've got to get it out. You've got to pull the arrow out. Whoever shot it, get it out. Then you can start to address things. Since then, of being the entire body, so your focus isn't captured by a particular feeling or impression. Walking, standing. How else can you stand 
Everything else it says, be mindful of standing, how else can you do that? Except through being aware of your entire body. It's not going to happen, is it? Or you fall over. How can you be aware of uh, this entire process of breathing and out unless your attention is somewhat expanded? But it's not collapsing into proliferation and distraction, it's just holding a very steady frame of reference, one that's supportive to releasing unpleasant feeling. Now if we look in the um, Chulasunyata Sutta, this gives you another example of this process, this 121 of the Majjhima Nikaya, where the Buddha talks about a graduated process that's associated with emptying. And to try to get it fairly brief, say, Someone's in a forest, he enters into the perception of forest. His focus is on that forest, and whatever disturbances there might be dependent on perceptions of village, they're not present here, one instead abides in the presence, the perception of the forest, the singleness. Clearly forests in some ways are not single, there's trees and bushes and animals and so forth, but you get the overall impression, forest. See what I mean? That's, it's definitely a reference point, but it's not going into the ash trees and the oaks and the nettles and the beetles and the lichen and the da da da, just the whole thing. So you derive a perception, you decide, you derive a perception based upon something that has a singularity to it avoids diversification. You avoid diversification, you avoid proliferation. So then, not attending to the perception of people, or the perception of forests, attending to the singleness dependent on the perception of earth. That's even simpler. Instead of, you know, diversity of forests, we've just got a very simple thing, earth. And the, the uh, image he uses is just as a bull's hide becomes free from folds, when fully stretched with a hundred pegs, so bhikkhu, not attending to any of the ridges and hollows of this earth, of the rivers and ravines, the tracts of stumps and thorns, the mountains, and uneven places, attends to the singleness dependent on the perception of earth. Mind enters into that perception of earth and acquires confidence, steadiness, and decision. There is present only this amount of disturbance, namely the singleness, dependent on the perception of earth. It's void of the perception of feeling, void of the perception of forest. He regards it as void of what is not there, but remains there. He understands which is present. Thus, this is present. This is his. Genuine, undistorted, pure descent into voidness. What's happening? Don't go into the details, go to the overall picture, get one standard perception that your mind can rest in. When the mind is rested, 
in a single perception, it's not scurrying, it's not agitating, it's not measuring, it's not resisting, it's not favoring, it's just sustaining, rather like it's stretching out. And yet it's still focused, strongly focused, uh, because that focus is not distorted by particular details. And the singleness, quality of calming, and that occurs through that. So, you know, this is how, say, whatever theme we're using, we're using a theme such as breathing, you want to do it with this aim to get it down to a singleness. And I'm suggesting the singleness is not a physical point in the body, but a single perception. What is the perception? And breathing in and out, that's two. Even simpler than that. Just this vibrant quality. That has got a very suffusive, calming effect because it doesn't get stuck into details. And actually to, you know, in the process of arriving there, then we realise we have to get the whole body to cooperate in that sit in a way where the breathing is uncramped, unhindered. So it really is forming our body. Body's not formed by the weight of the shoulders or the congestion in the throat or the tangle in the back. It's open. And so this breathing properly or breathing fully acts as a fluid structure to cultivate proper posture of body that would be most conducive to balance, clarity and ease. And therefore the mind acquires a singleness. Sometimes the phrase is used when uh, it is Ekodibawa, let's become a singleness. And this is the term that's used in the um, second jhana, I believe. So with the various uh, perceptions we might have, you might even go through your, your mind, your mind is chatting this out and the other, what's the single perception you have of that? Unhappy, okay, or excited, or confused. Okay, so how is, how is that? Just unpleasant feeling. And that feeling, when you focus on that feeling and bring it into the entirety of what can be felt in the body. Feel breathing in and out, you feel the space around you, you feel that means you're now getting some perspective on a disagreeable feeling. And you're probably going to find that if you stay with that, it begins to ebb, wane, change. Because its nature is such. Mental feeling can only be sustained on perceptions. 
if your perception is of feeling most of the time, mostly it feels okay, but there's a bit, something's not so good here, the mind will tend to not get caught in the local impression. Your mind will probably come to, oh well, it's just like this. End of. And so, so just using these uh, bodily experience to keep bringing, resonating qualities of groundedness, calm, present moment, just walk. So that impression coming through the body gives rise to a particular kind of perception of void of future, void of past, void of other people, void of what we should be, void of what we ought to be, void of what we never will be, void of the stories. This then is a process supportive of emptying, emptying, emptying. And certainly in Renuncia Life, in Sang Life, we have this fantastic privilege We don't have deadlines. We don't have to have a future. We don't have to have an ought to. We don't have to have a personal status or even an attainment. We're supported. And the encouragement is to live simply in accordance with nature. Never lose that. That's our gone forth into the Dhamma. Now this holy life is confused. Certainly as we practice, our circumstantial life can bring up plenty of stuff to deal with. And yet, that is not dealt with unless there is the foundation for doing so. And the process is encouraged. Empty it. Arising factors passing factors, no self, no future, no history, then this is suitable.
So while we have the time, we've been offered this uh, time for our, uh, you know, our tuning in to these themes, meditation, mindfulness, teachings of the Buddha, the basic source and taproot of our lives, then we have the chance to really steady up, simplify, give that our full attention, put other things to one side and feel the benefit. Yeah.